Welcome back, everyone, to episode 14 of the Zero Analytics Podcast. In this episode, we talk with our first female guest, entering her senior year of high school and closer to what she sees as the end of her karting journey. We talk about life outside of racing and look back on our 10 years in karting. We dig into her thoughts on females in the sport and what has kept her interest over the years. More importantly, we hear a story of loving your hobby and keeping it a hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Miss Dominique Rapien. Uh, today on the podcast, we have Miss Dominique, how do you say your last name again? Rapien. Rapien. And where do you live? I live in Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. That's um, it's like definitely one of the hot spots down there. So what? Uh, so we've we've kind of been talking for I guess maybe over a month or so, trying to kind of set up some times and stuff like that. And and uh, my wife and I, we bought a house, we moved, so we kind of put it off. So I, I appreciate you kind of being patient with it. And um, I have been for a while. A lot of people have asked kind of for a female perspective as far as uh, the go kart racing and. And stuff like that in general. So, um, like I said, I really appreciate your time. And uh, can you just tell me, kind of, like, what are you up to now, just outside of racing? I know you you just started back to school and stuff like that. So, what um, what are you occupying your day with for the most part? Uh, band. I'm in marching band, so that definitely takes up a lot of my time. Gotcha. As far as uh, what instruments do you play, or instrument, or instruments? Um. It depends. In our symphonic band, I play clarinet. In the jazz band, I play saxophone. And then in the marching band, I play percussion. Got you. And how how did you get started in the band? Uh, going into sixth grade, our school was really big on wanting kids to start playing an instrument. So very interested in going into the band. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. What... um. So with that, like, do you also perform at, um, I guess, do you guys perform, like, parades and like, for football games and things like that? We do. We go to every football game, and we actually have a Christmas parade. And then we perform normally at least once every three months. Gotcha. Um, as far as, so going to school, are you a senior this year? I am you are are you is that an exciting thing are you kind of sad it's coming to an end like how is and everyone has a different high school experience I know for me uh, I was ready to be out of there but um how is uh how is high school life for you I mean I really enjoy it but I'm glad to get out of there and I'm also a little bit nervous because I am going to college for a while so it's Mm -hmm. definitely not the end right right well that's good you know I'm I think uh, it, it's good to have a little plan and what are, you know, just kind of, and I know that you're, you know, plans are meant to be broken and, and who knows what's really going to happen, but kind of just looking forward, you know, for you, you've been, you know, you've been racing for a while and um, you're about to embark on the college journey. Is that something, um, are you going to stay close by and continue racing? Are you going to, are you going to participate in the band once you get to college? Like what are coming your out or your, your outlook and kind of thoughts in the next year or so as far as you and where you might be um racing is sadly gonna have to come to an end i don't want to stay around here Mm -hmm. i actually want to be a pediatric surgeon so i'm going to college i'll be at college for a long time 
definitely a bunch of schooling with that. And I want to go to Charleston. Of course, plans don't always work out, but I have hopes of going to Charleston and then MUSC. Now, what is M? What is MUSC? Um, it's a medical university. Oh, okay. Oh, South Carolina. I got you. I got you. That's cool. Um, yeah, I would say definitely. I have an 18 month old at home as well, and um, <clears throat> we have AI Dupont, which is up in Delaware, which is a you know really nice kids hospital, and even like Johns Hopkins and stuff. So uh, that's it's definitely a nice admiral field to get in. So I, you know, I hope it all works out for you. Um, as far as maybe you just answered this question, but are you uh, planning on to uh, try to do the band or any kind of um, music once you get out of high school, even on the side as a hobby, or is it will that also come to an end? Do you think? I wanted it to continue. I'm not sure how much time I'll have if I could do it in college. I definitely want to, mm-hmm. but since my surgeries and everything, I can't really march anymore. So, oh. I'm. I don't know. It's iffy. It's, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, if it's anything like my college experience, um, you'll change your mind three times the first three months. Um, but it's, it's fun. You know, you learn a lot about yourself and especially if you get a chance to kind of get away a little bit, but, um, uh, so, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've kind of already come to the conclusion that you guys are going to kind of step back from racing. Um, just kind of, and that's another kind of reason I wanted to get you on, uh, you know, I talked to your dad a little bit and, I kind of just want to get your view from, you know, from a teenager's perspective also as, you know, you've raced, it's been an important part of your life and, you know, and not to say that it's over forever, but like you said, it's to do what you want to do and to do it right. It's probably going to take most of your time. Um, Like what are kind of some of your thoughts on knowing that racing's coming to an end, um, at least for a little while, like what, how are you kind of approaching that? Do you think about it a lot? Is it, something you're pretty much accepted like what are what are your thoughts on that if you don't mind me asking i've tried not to think about it much because (laughs) we've been doing it for 10 years and it's definitely a very big part and it's just the way that me and my dad have kind of come together a lot more and it makes me really upset to think about it because as i said it's been a very big part but i definitely hope when i go to college that i can still go to some races down there every so often. So I'm hoping it won't completely end. Right. I'm sure there's always people looking for uh, buggy pushers and tire washers, you know, across the country. Uh, it's funny. But um, so as far, let's see, it's going back to, um, you had just mentioned, uh, and I'm just kind of curious, as you mentioned that as far as marching and stuff, you've had some surgeries. Is that like surgeries from, from racing incidents or just incidents in general? Um, Could you uh, talk about that a little more, if you don't mind me asking? Just kind of. Of course. Um, It was something I was born with. It's called CMT. It affects my nerves and my muscles. Mm -hmm. So I've actually had three surgeries on my hips and three on my feet. And they're actually talking about doing one more very shortly. So, um, it's been difficult with racing and everything too, because with the surgeries, I was out for about four months. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, As far as uh, I can only imagine, you know, we need something, if you have to get surgery is pretty bad. I know that I, my son and I, we train in martial arts and, um, and I've had a couple pinched nerves and, 
I felt like the world was going to collapse certain days. So I'm sure, um, especially being younger and stuff and, you know, um, some damage like that. But do you think as far as through, through like your surgeries and stuff, is it something that maybe after this next one, uh, will you be done with that? Or is it something that's going to probably just be periodic throughout the life, just dealing with um, different different things, dealing with that? I hope it's going to come to an end, but around my third surgery, we thought that was it. And then six months later, ended up going right back into another one. So I don't really know for sure. Right. I can only hope. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm sure, um, you know, hopefully it does work out for you. So going back to, so you have, you're obviously in the band, you race. Do you have any other what other interests or hobbies, or do you have time for anything else outside of that that you do? Um, um, it's really just hanging out with the family and doing random things. Uh, speaking of random things, I was uh, Facebook stalking your page for a few moments before we started this conversation, and it looks like maybe yesterday or the past few days or past week you had... Um, an introduction to changing tires on a vehicle. Is that correct? I did. <laughs> I, my, I saw a post. I'm sorry, go ahead. My dad, he randomly called me and was like, do you want to come to CVS? And I was like, yeah, sure. And ended up showing up and he was like, yeah, you're going to change this tire. <laughs> okay. well, that's good. So how did that go? Just out of curiosity. Well, he helped me through it, but for the most part, it was him, my aunt, and my uncle sitting there watching me the whole time. Yeah, it's struggle. <laughs> I can tell, you know, it, and I, like so I we haven't met in person. I mean, actually, we've only known each other for, let's see, nine minutes and 38 seconds now. But um, looking at the photos on Facebook and stuff like that, you do look like a, a petite little, you know, a petite girl. And, uh, like, as I'm sitting there and watching you, um, like, you know, the picture of you taking the tires off, and the tire is probably just as big as you on that. So it's kind of making me chuckle a little bit. But um, I'm sure from your dad's point of view or parents' point of view, it's nice to know that uh, at least you kind of have an idea of what's going on and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully the lesson was learned. But um, so let's go back to, to racing in general. Um, could you just kind of give me a little backstory on – uh, how you got started and involved in karting uh, when you did, you know, roughly 10 years ago? Well, my dad, my grandfather, and my uncle actually raced cars at Greenville Pickens. And when I was born, my dad kind of stopped with all of that because it's a lot <laughs> with a child. Mm-hmm. And when I was old enough, they took me to this little track called Foothills around us just to see if I would like it. And it's where it all started. Do you still race at Foothills today? I do. And what, um, I know when I was talking to your dad, he said, uh, he brought up a name that it's been a while. I mean, I started racing back probably about the same age as you, like when I was like eight or nine, but back in the late eighties. But I know, um, like he had mentioned, uh, you guys live near or around like um, was it Brad Bracken? I believe is that is yeah. it one of the tracks? Is that the track that he is involved with? It is. Gotcha. Is now it's, does he own that or does he just run it? 
Hmm? Who leases it? You lease it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so when you started at Foothills, were you racing? I know I've seen a, a bunch of pictures and stuff like that of you racing the champ buggies. When you first started racing, were you on the champ buggy then or were you on the open, like the flat carts? I was on the flat cart when I first started. We actually moved to champ buggies because I flipped at Foothills when I moved up a class and I was scared right to get back into it so we moved to a champ in hopes that it would make me feel more comfortable and it did obviously right it did when you're and i maybe this is kind of like digging a little bit too deep like and uh I, when your dad told me about that little story and i told him about um when i stopped helping you know helping go-karts a few years ago I was with alex white but his older brother brandon um, he actually, we won Daytona two years after he went there, qualified in the champ buggy up front, was on the grid and was scared to race. So he got out of it. And it was kind of, a lot of kids go through that little period where something happens or there's an accident. Um, do you remember back then, like what was going through your mind as far as, I'm sure that your dad and, and uncle or anyone around was probably trying to get you just to get back in the seat. And then in your mind, you were probably a little hesitant. Do you remember, just in case there is anyone listening that's a little bit younger or parents, uh, do you remember some of the things going through your mind or maybe the thing that helped you take that leap to get back in the go-kart? Uh, I do. After I flipped, my dad actually made me get back in the go-kart. Just to, He said, you don't have to really finish the whole race. Just do a few laps just to make myself feel more comfortable, I guess. And I mean, even today, I still get scared a lot, mm-hmm. but it's just the fear of like something's going to happen or I've seen things happen that I'm afraid is going to happen to me. Right. And I don't want to get hurt. And I guess that's my whole fear with it because I am so small. Mm-hmm. And so I'm afraid like, you know, maybe a go-kart's going to land on me. And I mean, it sounds crazy to talk about it, but... I don't know. I think I really just had to get back in it and do it to not be afraid of it anymore. If that makes any sense. No, absolutely. And uh, I just kind of out of curiosity, do you think if your dad didn't get you to get back in the go-kart that time that you flipped, do you still think you would have gotten back in it? Or do you think that really helped you uh, put some of that behind you just out of curiosity? I was actually taking all of my stuff off because I was not going to get back to the go-kart. And he told me, and I thought he was crazy, but I think it really did help because I don't think I would have got back in if he wouldn't have pushed me to. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree too. I've kind of always thought that because I, you know, just like you, I mean, being around local tracks, there's a few obviously kids that, that flip and don't get back into it. And then, a few weeks later on, you know, on Facebook now, I guess, or wherever, you know, all their stuff is for sale. They just, they reach that little point. So, um, so luckily you did get back in there. So that's good. And so when you first started racing, um, so you were doing the foothills. Now, what age were you then? Were you like in junior one or junior two back then? I was in peewee. In peewee. Okay. And when you were racing, uh, what, have you always been number 10? Has that always I been have. your And uh, could you, where does that come from, or how did that come about? I really don't know. My dad asked me one day what number I wanted to be, and I said number 10. And he was like, you can't change it. 
there's no changing it after you get it. And <laughs> I just always want a number 10, and that's – I don't know why. I got you. That's how – only reason I ask is my – I have an 8-year-old now, and he's he actually just fell out of a tree and fractured his elbow the other day, so he's out for a while. But um, we are going to get him into racing, and I've been telling him to kind of think about what number he wants and stuff. And I was just kind of curious, like, what, what goes through your minds, like, when you're thinking about that. So um, – so once you so you're in Pee Wee and then you move up. When did you when did you have that flip and and move to the Champ buggies? Like what age was that? Ten, yeah. eight. Oh, it was eight. It was um, eight. Yeah, my dad's sitting beside me. I can't even remember how old I was. Nah, I, I know some of the questions, and I it, the big the hardest thing for me is when um. Like, I, I talked to Race and Hayes and uh, even, like, Cole Niebert's about your age, a little bit older. But, um, like, sometimes, like, really trying to find the right questions because I'm asking you about stuff when you were probably watching uh, My Little Pony or something on TV. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so, I know some of the questions. I'm glad your dad's kind of sitting in the background. I know when I did, uh, like, with Race and Hayes, his dad was in the, his mom and dad were in the background kind of doing the same thing. So, uh, so I appreciate that. It's probably... Uh, I'm not really an interviewer. I think I've done 12 and they've all been recorded. And uh, I always, I listen to myself and I'm like, man, if this guy would just shut up and let the people talk, it'd be a little bit better. <laughs> um, so you switched to champ buggies. And um, so tell me about your first couple of years in champ buggies. Like where were you racing and uh, like your involvement in it and things like that? Um, oh gosh. I don't, we raced champ for a while because I really enjoyed it. And we raced a lot of, we raced like the big three series. I'm pretty sure we raced Tri-State with it. And we raced a lot of the bigger races like Thanksgiving Thunder and Nationals. And we really went pretty far with that. I, I loved my champ. And I actually raced a small champ for mm. a while until I got to move up to one of the adult champs. And when we moved up, we had, we went through a lot of trial and error with the champ, and I kind of lost interest for them. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, today I wouldn't get back in one. Right. I, I kind of lost interest after we moved up from my little champ buggy. That was my little safe zone. But we raced a lot and we won a lot with it. Mm-hmm. And what are when you were racing the little champ buggy? Um, so in those years, what were some of your favorite tracks to drive on? I mean, I, um, you're you're right in the hotbed. It feels like you're right there where you can probably travel four or five hours to all the nicest tracks. And uh, I know when we came from Delaware, we would, you know, take us ten or twelve hours to get down there. So what um what were some of your favorite tracks um, back then, at least for like the Champ buggy racing? Because it is a little bit different kind of racing, like with the drafting and things like that. Um, Possum Kingdom. It was a really big track. They actually closed down, sadly. But I loved that track and Carnesville. Right. I, I saw where Carnesville is. Um, they're actually doing some work out there to try to get it ready for some bigger races coming up. But, um, yeah, Possum Kingdom was one of my favorite tracks, too, like back in the day. And I, I wish it was still still open. It's kind of one of those things like Marcusville where maybe it'll sit for a little bit and kind of make its return. And so when you're running, so you moved up to the champ buggies. When you moved up from the, like the, the junior champ buggies, I guess the peewee, or not the peewee, but the sportsman champs, 
up to the bigger ones. Did you were you racing flat carts at all then, or did you go straight from a champ cart to a champ cart before you decided to get um, back on the flat carts? I was racing flat carts. Um. Gotcha. What? So, what were some of the things you said that you kind of lost interest with the champ buggy when you moved up? Is that because of the, um, I guess, the cart turnout as far as how many entries were there, the competition, just? Were you guys struggling to run to run good, especially maybe compared to the flat cart? Um, what were some of the reasons that, for you personally, that you you wanted to get back into the flat go kart? Uh, when we moved up to the bigger champ, we had some issues with the one that we had, and it it would hop a lot, or it would it was very very bouncy, which it was not supposed to be, mm-hmm. and it got really frustrating and annoying and we figured out ways around it, but it still just was not comfortable and moving back to the flat cart, it was definitely a lot smoother. And I think that was a lot of the reason because now going like thinking of going back to a champ cart, they're just very rough and I don't like that. My gosh. Yeah. In so what classes, like currently, so you're running, I know every once in a while I'll see something on, um, and I'm not sure if it's if it's the Hunter guy that has the 24-7, but every once in a while I'll see people post um, some races on there, and I'll see you see you racing as well. And as far as the flat go-karts, like what are you doing these days, like in your last your last couple of years, or especially this this last year for you racing, what are your, what series are you running, what tracks and things like that? Uh, we're running the big three series this year, and we run amateur in that. And we'll occasionally just go to a weekly race if they have money. And gotcha. there, it just it kind of depends on what we run. We'll run... Uh, we run cloned a lot of the times, or we'll run limited and flathead. It just kind of depends. Gotcha. And... As far as, I guess from from your perspective, you know, obviously you're the first female that I've had on here. So I kind of wanted to dig into maybe just more or less, um, not only your perspective, but maybe like a female's perspective. Like who, when you, when you were kind of like really learning to race and get into it and stuff, did you, were there any females around for you to even talk to or to relate to as that? Or were you generally just kind of discussing the racing and stuff with, uh, you know, with your dad and stuff, I guess, obviously. Uh, when I started, there was one female racing, and there's definitely been a lot more mm-hmm. in the past few years. But when I started, it was really just me and a couple others. When, so when you're, I guess you're kind of like the minority, obviously, like if you're a female driver, do you generally have a better relation like even just like talking stuff, like more of a relationship with other female drivers easier or like uh, as far as the males drive, or like the male drivers on um, people your age, like how, how is your really like, how has it been? Because obviously, um, I mean, there's been a few girls that, you know, that I raced against or we've raced against. And um, like, I just, I always felt like there's kind of like a little bit different relationship there between drivers and drivers. Like, is it, does it feel that way to you as a female or is it, is that just something that maybe everyone else looks at differently? Uh, personally, I don't really talk to a lot of female drivers. I've had a few friends, 
but I really get along with the guys a lot better. Right. So I really just talk to a lot of male drivers more than any. My gosh, yeah. And what are like what are some of the reasons or are there is there anything like in general that sticks out that that really you know really got you interested in the sport? I mean, um, like what are some of the things that really stuck out to you? I, I feel like I've I've heard other people talk and like oh we have to get more females involved and more girls and like and I feel like sometimes they want to like kind of cater the answer to females and I think it's the same reason we all get into it. But I'm just kind of curious like. What um like what are some of the things that stuck out to you that really maybe got your dad to you know to put the effort in and to get you racing or for you to to stay in it like what are uh, what are some of the things? Uh, I don't know why he does all that he does because he's definitely stuck around. Like even when I was scared, I'm he could have sold it all, and I don't know why he stuck around. But I know I definitely just, I like being on edge of everything. And I'm a very competitive person. And it's just the feeling of being on edge, I guess. Right. And it, as far as, um, I don't know, like being on edge, is there anything else that you do or that you have done that kind of fulfills that void? I mean, it's, I know some people like say maybe roller coasters or or whatever but is i mean are there any other things in your life that you've done or or tried that have kind of been similar in, in fulfilling that need for you oh uh, other than roller coasters no <laughs> i got you i was just curious like i said i'm just kind of curious and, and some of the questions there's really no right or wrong answer i'm just kind of like diving into the, um you know just kind of wanting to know why and stuff like that because uh, I, I know that your your dad when i was talking to him he said like if if it's an option between racing and just about anything else, like you'll, you'll cancel plans, like you'll do whatever you have to do to get to the track. Um, so I was just kind of curious, like what, what provided that little fire that you just, you know, that you seem to really enjoy it and stuff like that. So um, what are some of your favorite moments in go-karting that you've had in the past? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be even at the track. It could be getting to the track or, you know, things like that. But what are some of the things that have stuck out to you over the past, you know, 10 years or so of your racing? Uh, we went to Illinois one time and we were running Maxis up there and everyone else was on Burris. And I remember everyone saying that my dad was crazy that we would never get anywhere on the <laughs> Maxis because they don't run them. And then we ended up winning every race and dragging them by like a straightaway. So it's that was pretty funny. Um, we went to Canada last year. It was last year. We ended up going up to Canada, which was definitely a trip within itself. That was interesting. And then there's been plenty of weekends that we would race foothills on Friday, sugar tit Saturday, and then we'd go to cross anchor on Sunday. And those are very long weekends, very tiring, but they're a lot of fun. Right, I got you. Now, when you do like the three week, the three race weekend, are you close enough to stay home, or do you have to stay at hotels? Like when you're going there, we stay at home. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's cool. So, what um, 
see, is there anything else that you want to, to share? Any stories that you want to tell or people you want to thank? Um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, oh, gosh. There's been so many people in the past years that have helped and that are just absolutely amazing. But definitely my dad because he has stuck around through everything. And I don't know how he does it sometimes. He's constantly outside working on the go-kart. There's so much that goes into it that I definitely could not handle by myself. And he just does so much for me to go out and make, you know, 20 laps in a race. And he works his butt off for me to go have fun and do what I want to do. So definitely, if anyone, I want to thank him. That's good. Um and I'm kind of hoping that maybe there's going to be, I'd rather be younger kids. I mean, it doesn't have to be male or female specific, but any kind of like advice to people that, uh, and maybe even parents that are listening, you know, like any advice to kids coming up or maybe even to the parents or the kids, like if they do get in a bad accident and they're having second thoughts about, really continuing um is there anything that you could share that maybe would help them get over that little hump to get back in it and stuff um really you just have to get back in it and do it i mean it's is really scary after something happens but you really just seat time is a big part of it and you have to constantly be in the seat and eventually you'll just i don't know i guess get over it right and are there any things, um, you know, I mean, pretty soon you'll kind of be out of carding and, and you'll move on to the next little phase of, of your life and stuff like that. But I mean, just looking back at it, is there any, any things that really stuck out to you of that maybe to get more, more kids or teenagers or girls or boys into the sport in general? I mean, is it, is there anything that's ever stuck out to you that, hey, if it was on TV more, hey, if there were more podcasts, or hey, you know, I, like, I, I really kind of like the uh, the 24-7 carding guy. I mean, he, you know, he has a bunch of people on there. I know a lot of the kids look forward to it. Um, when you're, you know, when you're a kid, do you look forward to the trophies you get? Do you want gift certificates? Um, I don't know. Is there anything like that that kind of sticks out that, uh, you know, that you would maybe suggest to track owners or series owners that would help influence uh, the youth of today (laughs) uh i definitely enjoy getting like trophies and leather jackets and everything and i know at some places for most of the peewee and kids classes they give whether it's you know the checks or trophies or plaques they give them to every kid in the Mm -hmm. class and i really think that's a great idea that's cool because i mean i I've had, you know, a lot of people have, you know, messaged me about, you know, wanting, you know, certain people to come on. It's like, and I feel like a lot of people focus on Hardy's, like, at the top of the sport and stuff. And I think, like, our local racers and getting kids into it. I mean, that's part of the reason I wanted to have the conversation, too, is I think a lot of the people get in their mindset of how things should be. And I think just hearing different perspectives from different age groups and, you know, a, a female in your case, it's, it's good just to hear what, what really maybe matters that maybe we overlook, you know? So, um, so I appreciate that. But, um, in closing, if anyone wants to, uh, maybe send you a message thanking you or a question they might have, or, 
um, you know, friend you on Facebook or whatever. Is there anywhere, like, where's the best spot for anyone listening to contact you? Or, or you're allowed to say not at all, too. I've had people say that. <laughs> uh, definitely mine or my dad's Facebook or my Instagram. Okay. And what, um, as far as your Instagram, what is your name on there if someone wants to find you? Uh, it's ut.rapian10. Okay. And I will try to put that in the show notes. And I'm sure, you know, kind of leading up to it, um, you know, I'll, I'll steal some of your Facebook pictures and make some little things to post on uh, the Zero Analytics page, if that's all right. And I'll kind of, I'll make sure I tag you in it and your dad as well, um, if that's all right with you. Of course. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast and if you find value in it or any of the other ones the biggest thing you can do to help out the podcast is to like us on facebook twitter or instagram at zero analytics and just pass it on to anybody share it uh, tell a friend the more people we have um, i just think the better it'll be in the long run so if you have any suggestions shoot me a message on any of the social media outlets or Uh, Get in touch with me through the back channels if you know how to get a hold of me. So I'll talk to you later. And again, if you see anyone that does appear on the show, uh, tell them that you liked it. Uh, If you got a follow-up question, shoot it to them on Facebook or Twitter. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.